Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Rebel. Vicious. Brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Hello everybody, welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast and we're going to spend the next hour working out how we left Stoke with three points. Uh, because we did. Um, upset a lot of people, you know, especially Alex Neal, teams like Rotherham. Well, you're going to be doing, going to be doing better against teams like that, aren't you? Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're going to do. We've got another game, as, as is the case with these weeks leading up to the World Cup. There is obviously another game on the horizon with Hull City uh, coming to New York Stadium for another Saturday afternoon at New York. Um, Danny, you're now a celebrity. I haven't been on telly. How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's going fantastic. I can tell you in one simple answer how we came away from Stoke with three points. We scored. (laughs) Yeah, we hit target almost as many times as them. I've only had one shot. Uh, (laughs) uh, Nick, how are you doing? Not you weren't live on telly, for you. You what? Sorry, you weren't live on telly unless anybody's watching watching this on through their sky or whatever. So. Well, I'm on telly now. Yeah, that's about as uh, close as it's ever going to get. Hopefully. <laughs> How are you doing? How's your few days been? Yeah, good. All good, mate. All good. No, um, no rants for on the on Tuesday night from me at home, which were nice. Yeah, just what can I say? It's all good. Life is good. For now, <laughs> things can change very quickly in football. Oh. <laughs> I can't know. Um, so yeah, thank you all for joining us. Who is with us? Gavin says the street goes on. Dan Dan recording Miller's on Sky. Um, uh, Baz is with us. John Inscliffe, Paul Brock, Dave Lawton, um, Brian Haggett. Uh, hi, hi all. Good to be a Miller. Yes, it is. Um, a few other people with us as well will come through. Everybody as we are. Um, so yeah, if you've don't know where you've, if you've missed us, I also don't know where you've been. Um, we beat Stoke on Tuesday night, 1-0. Um, we've got two people already saying that we need to be able to stick, stick to a golden statue outside New York Stadium, which will definitely come on to Victor. Um, <laughs> and the mystery behind him not being the, the Sweden squad. Could, could be the England squad, you never know, I suppose. Um, let's 
I don't know where to start. Then let's start with Oli Rathbone. Um, now we'll talk about the goal first, and there's the circumstances it led to. But it was one of those chances. It's, it's sort of a double chance cross where you just aim for the back post, and if somebody gets something on it, brilliant. If nobody gets something on it, it just sails into, into the back at net. It's a really clever cross, and if you get it right, and it's, it's always not easy to get it right because not everybody does it, but it was a good cross, which ended up being a goal. Yeah, it was like um, a little bit of a perfect storm sort of mm. cross, wasn't it? Because it was it was low, it was hard, it bounced right in front of the goalkeeper. And it's one of them where if the if the keeper's slow to react, it's a goal. If someone gets the toe on it, it's a goal. Um, maybe a little bit thankful that Jagielka was off the pitch, so they were a man down, but them's mm. the rules, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, it, I mean, to score... From that type of an angle, in it just to deceive everybody, it's a cracking goal for Ollie Rathbun if he meant it. I'm sure he, he says he, he did mean it, but um, you can see the intention is to probably just whip a ball in and get someone to just, just to get a tower ahead on it or something. Um, because I think there's a uh, Harding, a Doffin, Kelly all swinging something at mm. this ball, deceives everybody, and it just nestles in the corner. And, uh, oh dear, that away end went absolutely mental when he scored <laughs> as well. You know, we, we just about got settled down and then suddenly, oh, one nil up, what's going on? Um, oh, yeah, what a day. And I just have to say, my mate Jordan Concannon calling it out from the corner saying, I bet you will score from this. And what happened? <laughs> we scored. So well done, Jordan. <laughs> There's nothing better than making, than making a call like that and it coming off. Nothing yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs> Even the bad ones where you think something bad's going to happen. If it still comes off, it's still still a very good feeling. Um, yeah, talk about the circumstances, Mick. Alex Neal was was not happy Phil Jagielka had to go off because he got injured. But them's the rules. Them's That's the, that's the rub of the green. And uh, it might not like the rule. I don't really understand why he's used it as almost an excuse in his post-match. I, I, listen, he can't not be happy. That's just that's just That's just stupid. Well, it is. It's stupid. How long has that rule been in place? Oh, forever. Years has that rule been in place? You're talking 25, 30 years now, aren't you? You're talking like 25 years that rule's been in place now. So you cannot be not happy about that. I'm sorry, but that's just, that's that's ridiculous. I I, I thought Alex Neil were better than that, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, that is a a really, really pathetic excuse, isn't it? Well, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, what were your thoughts on the goal, though, Mick? It was, it was it, like I said, it was, it's a good two for chance. And, and Matt Taylor mentioned that post-match, didn't mm. he? They've been working on that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, good, good effort from, from Ollie. And, and like you said, it's percentage ball into box, isn't it? And uh, if nobody gets a touch on it, it goes, it's going to go straight through. If it does, if somebody does get a touch on it, hopefully, um, it's going to be one of ours. It goes in back at net. Either way, it went in back at net. Um, mm. I, I have a question... Uh, obviously, I didn't go. I watched it on Sky. At what point does a goal no longer come from a set piece? How many yeah. does it have to have mm. before it is no longer a set piece? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean every, the way Sky are commentating on Rotherham games, every goal is a set piece because it comes from kickoff. You know, it's just ridiculous. Um, it went around yep. about half a dozen players before it actually went in back at there. But it was a set I, piece. I picked up on that as well. Like, how many touches did it take from the corner? Because you had a ball after taking to corner so it's One, two, three. There's at least like three or four touches before Ollie shoots, mm. isn't there? Yeah, like, yeah, I wouldn't class that as a set piece. Yeah. I'd class the set yeah. piece as it's come straight in from the corner and someone's edited it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, 
we, we could we could spend all night moaning about Sky commentary, which was utterly, utterly dire. I mean, it was absolutely dire. Um, the, the, I, I, there was one point, I don't know, sometime in second, I'm sorry, I'm moaning here, aren't I? I'm, on, I'm on one already. There's no rant coming tonight, everybody, but here comes a rant. Yeah, yeah. Sometime it's saying now for they brought that number nine on that substitute. I can't remember his name. He, um, either way, whatever his name is, he, he played a ball, he side footed a ball about three yards. Literally, all he did was open his foot up, tap the ball three yards. And, and the commentary was like, What a fantastic ball! It literally passed it three yards to a player who were unmarked. He was like, What am I listening to? Anyway, there you go. Sorry, but it was ball, it, it was crap. It was crap. Yeah. Um, Andrew Kelly says Alex Neal teams like Rotherham. I think that's the first time we've ever, ever had a manager say teams like Rotherham. Yeah. I think that's the first. Um, it's a like, big nibble, like, isn't it? <laughs> like, like Mick says, I thought Alex Neal better than that. You know, if it were Carl Robinson, I know we've we've all gone a bit fond of Carl Robinson. You know, if Carl Robinson said that, I wouldn't be surprised. No. But I thought better of Alex Neal. I'm really surprised he said that. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um, but, yeah, so very surprising. Bring it on next time, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got to start early with this one, Danny. We've got to go early with Victor. Victor's got to get all the praise in the world because that is one of the best goalkeeping performances from a Rotherham keeper in... I, I can't remember an individual game where, where a keeper's done better. Uh, some of the shots were straight out, I, I accept that, but you still got to save them. But there's probably three saves in there which are almost world. That one at end is a, such a good save. It's an incredible save. I mean, I think Stoke Diggers did us a favour because they almost seemed incapable of not shooting at the man wearing green in that <laughs> goal. Like, yeah, they had like what 29 shots, something like that, 12 on target, and I think at yeah. least 10 of those were just at Victor. Um, but the two or three times he was called into action to pull off an absolute worldie. Just wow, you know. I mean, he won eighty nine percent of the man of the match vote on Twitter. Eighty nine percent. Oh, we didn't vote for him. I know exactly. Uh, but and, anyway, uh, they must have been in the toilets when he pulled off his saves or something, or gone out <laughs> early. But anyway, um, I think that was the highest percentage win of uh, man of the match on Twitter so far. Just thinking off the top of my head, and fully deserved. I mean. The one in the first half where he dives at the player's feet and just snaps the ball away from him. No praise whatsoever from Sky, more or less. They just went, oh, it's a strong hand. And it's like, amazing, you're daft. He's, he's through on goal. I think a different goalkeeper would have stayed at home and tried to mm. save it. Mm. But Victor's gone, nah, I'm having that. Run out, got his hand to it and stopped the attack dead easy I, as I that. Said, I said on post-match on Twitter that I, I, I was sat in my living room and clapped that. That we're that good, I clapped it on my own. I would say it stayed. I jumped up and I won't repeat exactly what I said, but it went, <laughs> but it went along the lines of that's absolutely amazing and yeah. wow. And then the goal in added time, which makes it somehow better that it's in added time of all time. Yeah. He's gone down with, I think, cramp to start with before the corner, or he's, cramp. Or he, yeah, yeah, tactical cramp. He's got tactical yeah. tramp. Um. <laughs> And then the corner's come in and he swiped it away. And if you look really closely on the replays, he claps himself as he goes down to the floor. He, like, he gets his hand to it and then goes, yes! And then goes, and then he's on the floor. But watching that live in the stadium, I will admit my heart stops. 
as yeah. soon as that ball came and he's got his hand to it, I, I li- literally felt my heart stop as if to go, wow, how, how's he pulled that off? That's incredible. Uh, I thought he'd be in the away end with us at the end of the game. I honestly <laughs> did. He it, it was make, making a beeline. I saw it. Um, but, yeah, like, like you said, that is probably one of the best goalkeeping performances I've seen. That has topped Preston away. We didn't think it was top possible, but he's topped Preston away. And just, just wow, like you said, a gold statue, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, Will says Victor was rubbish, lads. We go, yeah, it's sort of right. We've got to be quiet about it. We can't get to it, you know. Um, Jonathan says, I hope Matt Taylor is making Victor's contract a priority as well as the outfield players. Yeah, we, it's very easy to forget, Mickey, that a contract in summer. Um, and his, his performances are going to be attracting attention. The, the sooner you get him tied down to a contract, we all want him to go play for Sweden. If he goes yeah. to play for Sweden, there's going to be an extra 20 clubs probably interested in him. Um, and he, same way everybody else, but he sign him up. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, there's been an interview with Matt Taylor today, which I've not uh, not listened to. I think he has uh, alluded to the fact that um, Victor's performance through the night made him more valuable and made his uh, put him in a better position to negotiate a contract than he was before Tuesday night. So, um, <laughs> which is absolutely right. Um, yeah, I mean, he was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. If we can, we need to get him. We need to get him sorted pretty quickly, don't we? Um, so, but I mean, you, you mentioned that 29 shots, 29 attempts at goal. To be fair, without Victor, if you put Victor to one side, the bloke in row Z were in more danger than anybody else, <laughs> weren't they? Weren't they I mean, that you, you know, that you, you see the Stoke fans on social media moaning how they, how they didn't get anything out of that game. Well, it's dead, dead simple, you just cannot finish your dinner. It was appalling, absolutely appalling. Um, and I, 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 again, I don't know the players. I don't know any of the Stoke players, to be honest, other than Jagielka. Um, but there, there was one in particular who just—he basically decided that every time he got the ball anywhere around box, he was going to shoot. Uh, and I don't think he—I don't think he came close to even traversing six-yard box, let alone other than sixty feet above it. Um, it, it was just—it was woeful from Stoke um, in terms of in terms of their. End product, so that's why you didn't win the game. It's as simple as that. You just can't finish, which won't make continue as far as we're concerned, and everybody else in division, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scott Cundy says, "How much is Vic Viking worth?" Uh, I can pull that up now if everyone wants to know. You can um, uh, transfer market always undervalue. Yeah, transfer market always undervalue it, but Victor has recently sparked in value, apparently. Um, and, yeah, 14th of September recently. Um, and yeah, he spiked to 630,000 as it stands at the minute. He's not going anywhere. The earliest he's going to leave is the end of the season. And that's if we don't sort out a contract for him. Um He's clearly happy. You saw the reaction at the end of the, at the end of the game. He's clearly very very happy here. Um, he's playing minutes. He's playing games. It seems like a perfect marriage and it seems like a perfect fit right now. That's always not going to last forever, Danny, is it? You know, there will come a time when Victor leaves the club, obviously. Um, but it, right now, it, since since day one, to be fair to Victor, it's not like it took time to warm up. From day one, is we've taken to him, and it seems it's it's come the other way as well. Um, it's for me. It's vital you sign. I know Vickers is a brilliant keeper as well, who was also out of contract in the summer. But Vic, Victor's like twenty four, 
And that's for a keeper, that's still realistically a baby. Keepers can play to 40. So he's mm. still really, really young in terms of keeper. Um, he, he could be the base of our team to come for many years if, if you get him under the right contract. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> just need to look at someone like Ben Foster, for example. Mm. Um, who's only just recently retired. And I think he's more or less just turned 40. So you can still be more or less in the top tier of football and still be not really in the stereotypical age range, shall we say. I know we had Phil Jagielka, who had turned 40 and was still on the pitch for Stoke. So players are getting minutes on the pitch, being a lot older. But yeah, Victor's still got a massive career in front of him. Like, depending on how his fitness goes, he could be playing for another 20 years, mm. which is quite staggering to think about. Um but yeah, like you say, if we tie him down to the right contract and he clearly loves our fans, uh, he loves being here, uh, we gave him his chance in um, in professional football after he left Leicester. Um, yeah, I, like, like you say, he could be the basis of a, of a really strong championship team. And I think a lot of it does hinge on how well we finish this season. I know I've said it on past mm. podcasts, but some players will stay purely by us finishing strongly and wanting to kick on with it. And if Victor keeps playing like he played against Stoke, he will be a massive foundation stone in us finishing strongly this season. Because just bringing it back to it, wow, <laughs> saves he can pull off. It's like Jordan Pickford gets a lot of stick for having little arms, right? And I'm stealing this meme off Twitter. Does that mean Victor's like Inspector Gadget? Because his arms seem a lot longer than what they actually are. <laughs> and it's just fantastic. And y- y- yeah, Matty Taylor, get him tied down. Absolutely, get him tied down. Uh, Jones, does correct me, yes, Victor has, Vickers has another year. Josh Vickers has another year. He's contracted 2023. Apologies. Um, but still, but still. Uh, Will says 600K. Is that what? Is that for his beard? Is his beard worth 600K? <laughs> probably about right. Um Paramount UK and Joe Simpson both say he is priceless to us. And he basically is, for all the reasons we've already mentioned. John Morell says the one-on-one save in the first half was brilliant, waited till the perfect minute. However, Summer Stokes finishing was giving him flashbacks to leave Novak. How some players used to play for Birmingham. Yeah, but mixed right. The finishing was terrible. Um, but who cares? Who cares? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Paul Barnfield says Billy Mercer may suit his style, could make him even better. Possibly. That's very, 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 uh, very good point. Um, John Merrill comes with another interesting one. Can we ask how on earth do people who run our football club allow these important players to run into the final year of their deals? The club doesn't lose any, any negotiating power. The problem is, when you don't know what division you're going to be in, because we're Rotherham United and we go up and down all the time, it's really difficult to tie these players down. You know, if you're, you've been in championship for even two years, you can say, right, we're a championship club, us. We, we look at us, we've been here for two years, sign here, sign on the dotted line, we are in the championship, or even if you're in League One. We've been in League One for X amount of years, we're a League One club, come and, come and sign for us. When you don't know where you're going to be, it's, I, I imagine as a player, Mick, and this is just an imagining, that's going to make it difficult for the players to know whether to sign or not. Yeah, I think it probably is. I think there's still, there's probably some naivety from the club um, as well. I don't, I don't, I can't, you can't sort of, Dismiss that at all because because John's got a really good point. You know, mm. these this is stuff that that needed to be needs to be thought out long in advance of you know oh, oh, oh it's oh it's this year it, it finishes. You know what I mean? 
Mm. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's something that we need to be working on. Um, and to be fair, the manager seems to be more switched on to that than uh, than, than perhaps Warney was. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But it is a it is a good point. Um, we shouldn't really be negotiating last year of a contract, particularly when these players are so critical to the way that we play at the moment. Mm. Yeah, do not disagree. Scott Goodwin says Victor still has some development as well. Uh, his distribution still needs a lot of work, but he is a great keeper. Yeah, I agree. Um, Jalen Simpson says on Rathbone, please he didn't get into the yellow. Yeah, he's only got to get through, I think, five more games without a yellow to avoid a bat. Yeah, like that's going to happen. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, Shelley says, in the lives that save from Victor at the death was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, of, of that, prim, prim, that's a Premier League keeper, and then they'd be showing it. If, they, if a Premier League keeper did it, sorry, they'd be showing it consistently. Yes, they would. And we were going to watch it consistently. <laughs> um, Jerry Anderson says, that's one pound in the PW swear jar, Mick. Uh, it is. It is. I'm going to have to pound. I'm going to have to go back and listen to some last few episodes to figure out. I think Danny owes a few quid. Yeah, uh, I owe two pounds. I'll go back and listen to him and figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to move on Victor? Have you got anything else you want to mention, Victor? I feel like we've not spent enough time. I better about how good that performance was. I don't think we've not spent enough time on it. What more um, can, we, think... can we just say that um, Tobias got his win prediction right? He said we win 2-0, though. But, uh, yeah, but Tobias... Yeah. But Tobias still predicted the win. Tobias seems to be the most positive person in the world. Because whenever I briefly speak to him on Twitter or whatever, it's always, yeah, we're going to win. It, 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 Victor's then after the game tweeted that it was an easy three points. <laughs> it's easy three points in the world. Um, yeah. He'll not be saying that tonight because uh, Hammerbeer are, are playing this early. Obviously, they're there watching that and they're not winning. Oh, uh, a game that they should have absolutely... Walked, so he'll not be a happy bunny tonight. If anyone is confused and a new listener, Tobias, when we talk, say Tobias, it's Victor's dad, Tobias Hansen, sometimes in the comments as well. So just to let everyone know, I feel like that's sometimes the inside joke. Sometimes I'm not trying to be. Um, Danny, <laughs> you did get the score prediction bang on, so well done. So did Jamie as yes. well in the comments. Congratulations, yeah. Um, me and Mick went for the draw, so we don't get anything for that one, I'm afraid, Mick. The only thing I would say about Victor um, is that the, the, the alleged time-wasting that people are talking about, he's obviously not doing it right, is he? Because, because on each occasion he's had the trainer come on rather than mm. waiting for the referee to ask him if he needs a trainer, spending 10 minutes saying no and then getting up. That's the Wickham way. So, yes. you know, it's, it's almost there, I guess, if you want to argue with that point, but it's not quite... Not quite good enough. Mm. <laughs> He'll get there. He'll get there. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I am shocked he didn't get booked in second half, Victor. Not because he deserved it, but just because in previous games he's just he's just wasted it to the point. Um, I'm sure I'll get one. When we're one 0 up against Hull in ninety third minute, I'm sure I'll get one there. <laughs> um, go back to the start and the, the talk about the lineup, Mick. Some changes. Quite a lot of changes and mm. surprising changes. Uh, Cameron Humphreys came back in, which was not not really a surprise because midweek game Woody came out. No real surprises there. Brooke Nottcuffy came back in again. No real surprises there. The other two changes were, were big surprises. He decided Tamatilla decided to go one up top, 
and he did what we've all been asking for. Georgie Kelly came in. Georgie Kelly, Georgie Kelly came in up top on his own for his first start. Uh, and Hakeem Adolphin came in for his first start of the season. I think it's only his second ever start for the club. Um, did you see either of them coming? Either of those changes? But the Kelly one was maybe a bit more obvious, but still not that obvious. I, I certainly didn't see it now. Um, I'm really surprised. I thought it would... Uh... It would it would continue to play the same system, but he, he, mm. he clearly felt that um, we needed that midfield needed shoring up a little bit. Um, so, Georgie Kelly for me is the obvious solution if you're going to be playing one up front uh, because he's, he's able to control the ball, um, it, you know, and he and he gives you that. It gives you much more uh, more of a work ethic than uh, than Tom Eaves, and he's better at winning the ball in the air. Than, uh, than Connor Washington, so he's, he's kind of a, a, a kind of a mixture of the two, really, I suppose. Mm. Um, and then Adolphin, absolutely bang on the money, weren't he? Mm. You know, just solid, straightforward. What I, I, I've, I've liked him since the first time I saw him. He, he strikes me as he's a player with with some potential. He's never going to be a flair player. But he's, mm. he's certainly a player for this level. Um, for me, I think he is anyway, or he will he will develop into one. Um, so, but I didn't see either of those coming at all. No, no, um, I agree. Jalen Simpson says looked uh, odd, often looked good, unsure what the old management team had against him. There were rumours, Danny, that the previous management team didn't trust him, and I've I've heard several people sort of say that they didn't quite trust it off him. Uh, I don't know what that means, and I. I, I I mean, I do think it's in a footballing sense, obviously. Um, but based on what we've seen, we saw him in the Papa John's a lot last season, um, and this, and obviously on, on Tuesday night, is nothing. Oh, it makes it nothing spectacular, but he didn't do anything wrong. He, he was combative. Uh, he looked after the ball when he got it. There was nothing wrong with his performance at all. I didn't think. No, I don't think so. I think um, <clears throat> maybe one root cause may have been Wigan away last season where he dropped the clangy for yeah. um, the winning goal for Wigan. But I don't know, Matt's, Matt Taylor seems more open to taking risks and gambling with lineups. And so far, it's worked. Um, I think, well, in hindsight, it's a beautiful thing. But if you look at like the, the strength and the aerial. Um, ability of the players who started it sort of matched up Stoke really well and then the changes he made, the players sort of came in and then did the same job um, it's like, like with Georgie a lot of his game was defending yeah, on, on Tuesday and he actually did really well to be fair, he, he put his head in where he hurt he got some good blocks in and you know, it, it was just there uh, a little bit harassing uh, their back line just to break up play and get us some minutes and if that's the tactic Mac Taylor's gone for, then, you know, fair play to him. He's bodied Stoke perfectly with that. But if you look at the formation, sort of both teams changed their lineups to sort of counteract each yeah. other. Um, like Stoke went for the two up top option and the one sitting slightly behind, whereas we went for the one up top and the two sitting behind. Um, so it was like both a little shake up of our normal systems because we actually play the same system, to be fair. Um and I was just sort of dug in more and kept Stoke at bay, um, which is down to defenders getting blocks in, uh, the midfield and attack stretching the play and getting us some resting minutes, really. And then mo mo most of it was down to Victor and his stunning saves. 
Um, but we didn't really have much attacking threat. I think we had four shots all game and the one on target was the goal. Not complaining because we've won. Um, but that really sums up our game. It were definitely a, a dig in and sit on this. You know, Sky said, is it possible to score a goal too early? No, it's possible to score a goal early and have a big job in front of you. But I don't think it's impossible to score early, to score too early because we've done the job and we've done the job really well. Um, I am expecting us to go probably two up front again against Hull. Um, but yeah, the um, the shuffle up worked. I did like Adolphin, like people have said. He looked very strong in the middle and it also gives us a different way to play. We can now play with two advanced midfielders, keep Dan's distribution in there, but still have the big body in the middle who isn't scared to put in a challenge or even throw himself at the ball in the box. So somehow we've come out on top with that. And you can see Matt Taylor just slightly implementing his own system now and just tweaking it slightly where it's different, but it works with what we've got, which is Mm. great. And yeah, I I, I was surprised, like you say, but it worked. And if it works, it works. Easy as that. This is this is the beauty of formations like three five two or whatever you want to call it. You can make slight tweaks, and it still sort of works within the same system. If you're if you're in four four two, there's no tweaking to that, is there? It's no. just if you want to change your defense, you're going to throw it back, which is a massive change. Three five two. If you want to change midfield, that's fine. You can just leave you still leave your defenders as they are, and almost leave your strikers as they are, and leave you. There's it's much more flexible in terms of that. Which we, again, we didn't see too much flexibility again from the previous management. We didn't see as much flexibility as we've already seen from Matt Taylor uh, with, with the benefits of the system. Um, I thought O'Duffin spoke very well after the game. I spoke to Radio Sheffield. I thought he spoke really well as well. Um, mm. Interesting to see what happens. We'll talk about the whole game. Who's going to start where in that one? John Morell says on the Kel- Georgia Kelly, so I'll be honest, and we know he knows we like Georgia Kelly, but sorry to say, so nothing different in terms of all-round player than Tom Eves. Very raw for this level. Yeah, very raw. And I know what you're saying, Mick, about him playing up top on his own, but I don't think he should have played up top on his own. I thought I thought it was one of the reasons we did we weren't able to look after the ball as much is because he couldn't he couldn't keep the ball as as much as maybe he would have wanted, as much as maybe Michael Smith would have done. Um I'm not convinced that's something we should do going forward on his own yet. I think that formation was designed purely and simply for that game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I agree with you. But I'm not convinced that there's anybody in our squad that, that would have been able to play the, that role as we would have wanted Michael Smith to play it. Um, and, and that's only because he'd played that role for such a long time and was so experienced at it. Um, it George Kelly is very, very raw. Mm. Uh, there's, there's no question about that. Um, I, 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 I would disagree. I don't see him as a similar player to Tom Eaves. Uh, the only similarity for me is the position that they, they occupy. Uh, I think they're very, very different players. I think uh, I think Georgia Kelly's different when you see him in person because the, the runs he makes oh, miles away from the ball are much better than we've seen from Tommy. So his movement, yeah, yeah. things like that. On telling you, you don't really get the effect of his off-the-ball movement, I think. No, that's right. That's right. Uh, you, you never do. You never see as much, do you, on, on TV as you do as you do when you're watching the game. So, But, but his forte is in the box. That's where he, that's where he comes alive. Um, and unfortunately, we weren't able to... To, to 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 feed him enough, really. Um, so, uh, as an overall performance, it w- it wasn't that good. No, right. <laughs> Defensively, we were excellent. Uh, Victor was excellent, but when you come to when it comes to 
keeping the trying to keep all of the ball and and and, and make a little bit of progress up the pitch. It was poor, um, and there's there's a lot a long way to go for Matt Taylor to to bring us up to the standard that we're capable of. But I think I think that we went there on Tuesday night to do a job, you know, um, and and do a job we did. So you you know you, you can't complain about it, I, but I, I for for anybody who's sort of watching that thinking no that's what that's how what Rotherham United are that is not what Rotherham United are or will be, I'm absolutely sure of that. Um, I just I just feel it's clearly it's a work in progress with with a new manager. It's his fourth game in charge, um, and we we are transitioning from from one style of play to to another, <clears throat> but also. Where he's able to change it mid-game as well, which, as you mentioned before, the previous um, previous incumbents didn't tend to do that quite so much. <laughs> is this what this podcast is going to be? Is yeah. the different words to talk about the previous person that was in charge. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a dance about the topic podcast. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Um... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Danny, what, what were your thoughts on, on that? We, 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 Matt Schiller's talked about playing differently away from home and we've played two games so far. I don't think the first one was massively different to our home and away than the Blackburn game. But obviously Tuesday was very, very different. And it was, from a result point of view, it was a success. But from a performance point of view, maybe it wasn't. Um, yeah, I mean, like we've already said, it's um, he's only his fourth game in charge. Yeah. And it's not it's not bad. A loss, a draw and two wins in your first four games. Not bad yeah. at all, is it? Um, I think Mac Taylor's looked at Blackburn and gone, yeah, we got that wrong. I think that he's honestly looked at it and gone, yeah, we got that one wrong. Um, and that's why he's played a different system. And, yeah, we can't face 29 shots at goal and not lose a game um, in future, if you like. But he still needs to work out which system he's going to employ away from home, a system that's still going to pick us up points. And he's already said in his interview, our home form will carry us this season. And, yeah, he's right. Teams that aren't, push, aren't pushing for, like, the top two have... Decent home form and okay away form. That that's been the case in football for donkey's years. Good home form, okay away form. Um, just to bring up a random start, when we finished our highest ever in the championship, our away form was atrocious, and it was the home form that carried us. Um, and yeah, that, he's trying to employ a new system. He employed a similar system to what he did at Exeter. Um, because at Exeter they've sat on a one nil and dug in and ground out the result and um, and he's just employed the same tactic with us. I'm not against it. If it picks us up points, I'm happy. Um, and I think with Stoke, even if Ollie hadn't have scored, I think we would have ground out a nil-nil 
to be fair, mm. which again would have been all right. Um, but no, I, I, I'm not fussed about Matt Taylor's uh, employing of new systems. He's got plenty of games to get it right. Um, he might look at this game and go, maybe Georgie wasn't the option up front on his own and he'll tweak it um, and then find the system that suits him. Um, and this one thankfully suited the three points, but in future it might not, and that's where he'll tweak it. I mean, let's be real, lads. He's got a degree in sports coaching. He knows what he's doing, he doesn't he? <laughs> he, has, yeah, yeah. he has got the certificate and the special hat in his cupboard at home. He <laughs> has got the qualifications. <laughs> yeah. We also saw a couple of things, mate, that we haven't seen before. Um, let's talk about the substitutions, which were fairly impressive, to be honest. The, the Wood yeah. Hall one... Hall was Hall was injured. That's that's obvious. That's obvious. Um, I think Bramwell came on for Fergie. Very obvious. What isn't obvious? And we've got John Hensley here. Evening all. How refreshing was it to see two attacking subs on Tuesday when we were hanging on? Yeah, we're one nil down. We I don't I ain't got the times in front of me. It's, let's say twenty minutes left, and it changes the formation to go from one up top to two up top, and takes off the strike and brings brings on two strikers. And yeah, it, I mean, it did impact the game to be honest with you. Because I thought when they came on, we occupied their defenders much more at yeah. a time when they were trying to gain control and gain composure. It stopped their composure at, at its root, really. And we've not seen that in previous previous managers' time. We never saw that once. It was always bring an extra defender on, we'll go five at back or four at back or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is very, very different experience, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it did change the game. And I mean, they didn't have any composure at all at any stage during the game, did they? Let's be fair. Um, otherwise, they'd have been 7 0 at 7 1 up. Um, so, um, but yeah, it, 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 it was refreshing. It was good to see. Um, and it, and it, 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 it did change the dynamic of the game because we were able to get hold of the ball a little bit more. Um, and, and then obviously, come, come the sort of injury time, we were able to sort of spend a bit of time in their corners and. Mm. Um, and, and just, just kind of, like I said, return the ball. So, so yeah, it was, it was a good move. And I, 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 I wouldn't mind putting a quick crack shout out for Tom Eaves as well because I, I said, I think I said this on the uh, on the post match uh, Twitter space. You know, up until up until the other night, he got a touch like Mike Gary's door. Every time ball went to him, it bounced straight off him. Whereas on Tuesday night, his touch was excellent. His first one were amazing. His first, yeah, absolutely. So hopefully, hopefully. That's a sign that you know he's 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 getting a little bit more sort of game ready. Uh, but it, it definitely was a good it was a good move and it was a positive move. Um, instead of just like you said, throwing on two more defenders and and sticking eleven across goal line, it breeds which, in panic. You know when you bring another defender on, it's yeah. a, if, I'm, if I'm a defender already on the pitch, I'm going well. well what we're doing here, we're changing play. formation, and, and Gaffer yeah. thinks we need a bit of extra support. Whereas this yeah. way, it's like right, boys, we've got this. Like we're yeah. going for it here. It just gives you that almost a second wind, or it would for me. It give me a second wind to, to I've got extra belief coming from the sideline. Um, yeah. So from three different ways, Danny, it feels like a really clever move. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> someone was saying in the stand at the time, he's like, he's bringing on two tackers. Stoke's not going to know what's hit him. It's like because <laughs> at that point, Stoke were more or less just broadsiding us, weren't they? Mm. They were just peppering the goal and just trying to get something. And for them to see two attackers coming on, I don't know what their defence must have been thinking. It's like, mm. they're, they're bringing attacking changes on. They're going to start going for it. And it puts that little bit of doubt in the minds of, we're going to have to just sit back just a little bit, just in case mm. they go. And 
Eve's more or less did the same job as Kelly, you know, just occupying a bit more of a defensive berth, but still um, going after their defenders. Um, like I say, make much better game for Tom Eaves. Um His pressing was a lot better, I mm. thought. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Washington was, well, just Washington, you know, again, just going after the ball up top and just disrupting it a little bit. But then we sort of still dropped back into that, right, just keep that ball away from our penalty area mentality. Yeah. And again, it worked because everyone knew the job that was at hand and they all dug the reels in and stuck to it. But yeah, very refreshing to see attacking changes come on and bringing a win back and two strikers on. Very good. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I did. Yeah, definitely. Uh, John Morell, uh, apparently, rumour has it stuck is still out there playing at, at Bet365 against Mannequins, and it's still 1 0. <laughs> 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 um, couple of these aren't the sort of stats, but they're sort of com- again, we're comparing something we've had for six years, and I feel sort of bad the way we're talking about it. As if the last person in charge were, were an idiot, and obviously he were he were amazing in the work he work he did. But a couple of issues we've had in the last few seasons, the championship was excluding the COVID season because away games and home games didn't really matter. You could have played at rec at Thorpe, and it would just be still with the same thing. Away form has been massive a massive problem for us in the past. It took what it took almost two full seasons to win an away game under the previous manager in the championship. Matt Taylor's only his second. Another issue was we didn't win consecutive games. I think we've won consecutively once previously in, in the championship. But Matt Taylor's already done it with his third and fourth games. These are I don't I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm being harsh, mate, because but that feels sort of different. The, the way we're playing and things like that, we're already seeing changes, and so far they're very positive changes. It's going to be different. It's a different. Different management team with with a different approach. Uh, they may be similar in in they may be similar in approach in the, in their approach to, to to players and how they deal with players and everything else. But you know, it nevertheless is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I mean, it, we may not win another two on trot all season. We may go on a run of winning six or, or somewhere in between. You know what I mean? Um, I don't really know. It's just a different manager, so yeah. it's going to be a different style um, with different ideas, and, and and he's already showing that he's he's willing to adapt and and, and change things in game in play, um, which which previously has been a criticism that was levelled at us for not being able to do that. Mm. Uh, so maybe maybe this is just uh, you know maybe this is an upgrade. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. In terms of um, tactics and, and and willingness to, to, to be more attacking, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, won't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, Paul Banfield says, have we ever won three in the track in the Championship? Yes. The last time we won three in the Championship was in the Neil Warnock brief reign. Um, it, I think I haven't got the, the list of the fixtures, but it was under Paul Warn. Uh, under died. Way up to quit. Talk about him. Nil Warnock. God, that's annoying. It was Nil Warnock. Um, but we, I, I, I'll need to look into it. After, if we win Saturday, I'll, I don't know when we've won four in four in a row. That would be 
an incredible uh, thing, but we've got another game to think of before that, haven't we? I know what our longest winning run in the second tier is, which Go is on. nine. Is that the one in the 81-82 season, or 82-83, whenever it was? Yeah, that's our longest winning run in the well, in the second division. Now, imagine winning nine in a row and picking up oh. 21 points back to back. back. Because I think that's the season they brought in three points for a win as well. Yes. Yeah, 27 points, Danny. You didn't do maths. <laughs> I've had a long day, leave me alone. <laughs> Matt, don't let him start adding up his pounds for it for, for the because <laughs> otherwise we're never gonna get anywhere near. <laughs> we only owe 10p. Why is that the case? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Scott Goodwin says he was worried when we didn't have Chio. Uh, when Chio wasn't available, we seemed to have a bit, a bit more structure about us. Uh, the bad news on the night is Chio's out for four to six games. Um, which is almost the World Cup, isn't it, basically? Mm. Where are we? We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games left. So it might make the last couple of games before the World Cup. Uh, maybe. Um, we'll see. We've we'll got eight games to World Cup. Uh, we've got... I want to get my fixture list. Bear with me. I've got the original fixture list up and it's not got the rearranged games in. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah we've got Hull, Coventry, Cardiff, Burnley, Norwich, Sheffield, Luton. So one, two, three, four, Eight. five, six, seven. Damn it! What's with me tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I might go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. let's move let's move away from any anything number related for Danny's benefit. Come on. <laughs> going to hold to Danny for the Chancellor. Phil. I'm sure they'll need another one soon. I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can move some zeros about. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Chio out for a few weeks. Danny, luckily, all the other three strikers, other than Tom Reeves has not scored, but all the other strikers are in form in terms of performance at the minute. So hopefully, we shouldn't miss him too much. And Chio's form had dropped a little bit, so the rest might be actually quite good for him. Yeah, um, I think so. I think the one thing we're missing without Chio is that speedy release. Um, going yeah. going forwards. Uh, in fact, I think it's one of the few things I agreed with Sky about on Tuesday watching the game back. Um, but yeah, we, we've still found ways through. You know, Washington knows where the goal is and knows how to score a worldie. We've got Kelly, who is looking definitely well. We've only got really two games to compare, really, but impact sub Kelly um, in the box, and then we've now got Ollie in the goals by lesser. There as well. Um, hopefully, Wales fans and that at some point as well. Um, but yeah, so we, we are still scoring goals without Chio. Like I know Chio's our joint top scorer in the league at the minute, but I don't know it seems weird we've not missed him or at least we've adapted to him not being in the yeah. team very quickly. Um, and yeah, I think Chio, when Chio comes back in, it'll just add a different uh, pace element back into the team. And have that really speedy attacker, uh, mm. but for the time being, doing all right, I think. And I hope to see Gio in the stands with the fans again, because there was some rumour that going round. I think I think it was from our friend Mr. Bush who started this one, uh, saying, "Oh, the reason Gio's not the reason Gio's not in the team because he's always going elsewhere and he's already in conversation with you know who at Derby and this that, and other." And someone replied, "Going, oh, it's that next to me at West Stand." <laughs> <laughs> That was brilliant, man. Yeah, classic. Um, just on the fixture list, fixture run, 
if you're looking at the table, our next three fixtures are fairly kind, and then the next four are ridiculous. We've got Hull, who have been struggling, Coventry, who are, were bottom up, I think they moved up a place, and Cardiff, who have been incredibly inconsistent. We then have Burnley, Norwich, Sheffield United and Luton. I know Sheffield United have dropped off a bit, um, but as Will puts, all four of those are in the playoff places, third, fourth, fifth and sixth. Our last four games going into the World Cup. Um, it's a championship, isn't it? It's the championship. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll at some point, aren't we? Anybody can beat anybody in this in this league, you know. And like you've already pointed out, there, Sheffield United are not doing particularly well. Um, so Luton are, but that will drop off at some stage. They started um, poorly, didn't they? For their by, by their standards, they're a really poor start, Luton. Yeah. So, with nobody to be scared of, there's nobody to be frightened of in this, in this division. We've seen that already. Uh, nobody. So, we just we just keep going. Uh, and then, we haven't touched the league position, have we? Should we get a bit giddy? I believe um, we are. We were 10th on the night. I think we've changed that. We've, we've gone down a place now to 11th. Which is I've got a number right! Get it! <laughs> um, we are 11th. Three points of the playoffs with a game in hand. Um, and we are six points off second with two games in hand. Um, <laughs> these look, we're not we're not looking at this stage of the table this, this stage of the table. If we can p- pick up another couple of wins in this in this next run, then we're sitting incredibly pretty. If we if we pick up two more wins between now and the World Cup, we're on we're on twenty seven twenty seven points, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 27 points into, and we're not even halfway stage, would be incredible. We, we'd have all taken that at the start of the season. Um, so, I don't know. It's good to get giddy every so often. Even if we know we're not going to be there at the end of the season, it's always nice to dream. It's what football Absolutely. Is all about, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, right, so let's move on. Anything, any other topics, comments? Danny, you had something you want to tell us about the Stoke game being recorded on telly? <laughs> Uh, oh dear, my missus is going to hate me for saying this, but yeah. Um, so we decided to try a new Weatherspoons before going for the coach and to Kimmy Parks. We tried the Queen's Hotel in Maltby. Um, nice place. Just recorded the intro for my vlog, which is up on YouTube, by the way, if you want to go and watch. <laughs> and then as soon as I put my phone down after the intro, I've gone, I forgot to put the game on record. Oh no. <laughs> so... My last blesser, she drove back to mine so I could just put the game on record. Only reason, it's like, right, you go and put it on record and then straight back out and <laughs> we'll go back to the pub. And I'm so happy that she did because on record and we've won. So, uh, yeah, so the only reason we've actually won is purely because of my missus driving oh, yeah. me home to put it on record. So that's it. That is the only reason it doesn't have anything to do with Victor being absolutely incredible between the sticks. It's purely down to my missus driving me home. So there you go. <laughs> if she only just made it, does that mean she missed the goal on the way back to the pub? Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. This, oh, this will hack it. This will hack it um, at 12 o'clock. This happened. I just remembered, like, oh, right, I forgot to hit it, record. <laughs> hit it on record. All right. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Jamie says, is it true that Rotherham Women has lost 25 nil? No, that was the youth team as well. It was the it was a girls' game. Yeah, um, it's the, uh, the education team. So it's like attached to uh, the sports trust division, not the club itself. Yeah. Rumor has it Alan Swan forced them to tweet it out, the score. <laughs> 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 That's what it is. 
Um, I wonder what happened to him. <laughs> um, Justice for Rotherham getting promoted in the COVID season. Yeah, finally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's his own fault for, for voting to end the season. COVID. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so yeah. Close that one up. They won at the weekend, by the way. We should praise Rotherham women. They beat Barnsley as two 0 in the uh, senior going Sheffield and Hampshire senior cup. Mm. Um, so congratulations! I think they've got Donny in the next round. Donny Bells in the next round. Ooh, oh, yeah. Very good tie. Get the batteries um, out. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving forward, Will has the first question on uh, weekend's game. Who would you drop for Saturday, a Dolphin or Wiles? That's the question, Mick, because we're, we're very unlikely, almost certainly not going to play the same formation at home, no. um, which means one of those four in the middle has got to go. Which one of those four... Are you going to take? Because Wiles was quiet again, but Barlasser was very quiet. If without Rathbun's goal, Rathbun was pretty quiet. Mm. So there's only a Dauphin that sort of shone a little bit. Did did a Dauphin only shine because we were seeing him for the first time in a while? Um, no, I mean the reason the, the our midfield three were quiet was because Stoke kept bypassing it by just hitting it straight over the top, which is what we had and we had a massive problem with that. Uh, in dealing with that, or they went down that to their right hand side, our left, where mm. uh, Fergie was sitting very, very deep. So the midfield themselves, out of possession, were were taken out of the game really, yeah. um, and and in possession, we just didn't keep it for long enough, did we? You know, we were going up, we were going, we were doing the same thing as them going long. So mm. I don't necessarily think it was anybody had a particularly bad game. Ben Wiles wasn't on it again. Um, unfortunately, he's just not. It's just not in those levels that um, that he has hit. I, I, I suspect that um, it will still be a Dauphin that drops out and back down to the bench, um, and and the the the, the, the standard midfield for once of a better term will uh, will, will return and in and, and a Dauphin will drop down at the cost of a first striker. But either, well. I don't think Kelly will be playing either. Um, I don't think you can. We just bought Tom Eves from Hull. We bought him yeah. in from Hull. We're playing Hull. And then yeah. I'm playing, so, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's, 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 for me, that's a no brainer. But then I'm not a proper football manager, am I? So, <laughs> um, but, uh, or, or even a football manager at all. They might a proper one. <laughs> yeah, but I suspect it'd be a Dolphin that drops down personally. Yeah. And, what, and Eves, Eves and Wash to come back in. Yeah, yeah. Probably agree. Danny, do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think Adolphin showed that he's more of your strength-based, m- more defensive sort of midfielder because um, he got stuck in with defence uh, at times against Stoke. But with Hull, it's all about stopping their uh, creative play because they've got, I forget his name, but they've got that one player who's on an absolutely insane uh, scoring yeah, run at the minute. Yeah, um, went on bench the other night. Oscar... Stupiani, yeah. So my inf- <laughs> my inference with that is that because he started on the bench, he's going to start against us. Yeah. Um, so if you limit their creative play, um, that seems to be where he's getting his goals from, then we should be okay. And if we focus on what we know at home, mm. um, which you know, like the little passing triangles and knocking about, and you know, get, getting that goal in that way, then we should be all right. I agree with Kelly going to the bench and being an impact sub. Um, 
I think Eves has probably done enough in what little we saw of him against Stoke to go back in a starting position because then you've got the big man and the little terrier, if you like, running about off him as well. Uh, um, uh, all Eves needs to do is apply his um, pressing that he st- showed against Stoke against Hull, which I think he will because we've got Tommy from Hull and like I said, we're against Hull. Um, then, yeah, that, that should be a good application. I agree with Wiles coming to midfield because even though he is sort of hit and miss, which sounds really harsh to say, because we all love Ben Wiles, um, but he has been a little bit hit and miss, but he still has that creative element about him mm-hmm. um, that we saw against, I'm trying to think who we beat now, Huddersfield, not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he still showed a lot of creative intent against Huddersfield, which sometimes is enough because other people can feed off that energy. Maybe he was off it against Stoke because he was captain for a bit. You know, that's a lot of pressure on the young lad's shoulders. But anyway, we're making inferences about that. But yeah, he was to come back in, Wiles to stay in, Woody to come back in, I think. Mm. And uh, yeah, should be all right. You've got to bear in mind that we set up so defensively at Stoke as well that that's not mm. Wiles' game. So straight away, you know, he's on. He's going to be on the back foot from that that to that point of view as well. Whereas we're going to be a far more attacking um, at, at home. I can't understand in terms of this top scorer of theirs. Why would they put him on bench to rest him for Saturday? They made a lot of changes for their for their midweek game. Again, we've talked about the past. They played Tuesday. We played Tuesday. They play Wednesday. So we get obviously we get a longer break. Hmm. So they only get two day rest. They, they made some changes, right. which worked. They won um, in midweek. Yeah, they they made lots of changes. Having lost quite a few in a row, they made changes and then won. Right. So uh, they're still without a manager as well. Andy Dawson's currently caretaker for them, so they're still without a manager, um, which could obviously go, we all know it can go one way or another. Is that Andy Dawson off Atletico Mins? It's not Andy Dalton what the comments. No, oh, right. it's not some fat Sunderland bloke. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, just I just just yeah. thought. Um, he, he's got eight, eight goals this season. I'm going to call him Oscar. So I can't pronounce his surname. Um, eight goals this season, but only one in his last nine. Um, he's got eight. He scored. He scored a hat trick and scored two braces. So they've all come sort of clumped together. All within like four games, so he's not on a hot streak. Uh, he says, like an idiot. <laughs> um, can, we have, can we have a separate tin for um, potentially screwing us all? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, on a positive, I think the last time that Hull played Rotherham at New York Stadium, Tom Eves got a hat trick, yeah, it did, um, yeah. Mm. It, was, it was obviously for Hull, um, but you know, we've got to be clinging on to some symmetry. Be the one of the, one of the best footballing symmetries if he gets that trick on Saturday. That'd be beautiful. Yep, absolutely. Um, not holding that hope. Um, the referee for Saturday, I haven't done a screenshot for it. It's Steve Martin. Um, not the Steve Martin. Not the famous one. The we referee. had that conversation last time he refed us. Let's not. <laughs> it's, it's always it's always worth it. It's always worth it. <laughs> he did refers this season. Uh, he's refed at New York Stadium this season and won 4 0 against Reading. So, mm-hmm. uh, he, he, he assisted Barlas as assistant for the fourth goal. That's right, yeah. Um, so, hopefully, Steve Martin could help us. Mick, 
We haven't talked about Gavin Ward. No. Um, do you oh, want we, to give? We nearly got to fifty-eight minutes. We were so close. Stock fans don't like him, um, but realistically, you can you can argue every game. You can argue about time wasted. I don't think it was ridiculous. But I did think we time wasted. I thought he did okay. I don't. I don't see any problem with his with his performance. To be honest, it was interesting reading the Stoke some of the Stoke social media about him. You know, either, either the fact that he hates Stoke and he hates this and he hates that, and um, they should have had two penalties. Um, I'm not even sure where the second one was. I assume the first one was for the the lap dive. dive yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I. I I thought he was all right. I thought he had a decent game. I, 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 there was nothing really contentious for him to to have to deal with, was there? Yeah. Um, so you know, nobody nobody sort of fouled any at goalkeepers, um, which is his forte. Um, so he was all right. He was all right. I don't. I, I had no complaints about his performance at all, personally. Yeah, which is good. Perfect type of referee. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Hundred yeah. percent. Congratulations, Kevin. Um, I'm sure you're not, so you're not sure you're not listening. Mm. Um, but John is just to say his bookings were ridiculous. How he didn't book, uh, how Gale didn't get booked, uh, and then the Dillap dive as well. Yes, uh, he's not going to book. He's not going to book uh, Gale, is he? You know, he's a, he's a Premier League player, he's a high-profile player. He, that's that is Gavin Ward. He's not. He's not the most. He's not. He's not. He's not got a lot of ball, has he? In the nice way as possible, Dwight Gale looks past it. He, yeah, he was on his one. He was once one of the most dangerous men in the championship. Yeah, he looked a complete shadow of that, didn't he? He's a shell into. He's an absolute shell of the of the player that he used to be, um, and, and I don't know why that is. Um, he looks old. He's, he, I don't know what it is. He, he, he looks like his age. I don't even know how old he is, mm. but he looks like he's aged. Yeah, um, he, he, yeah. He looks like that player that's on his last contract, mm, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very. Very poor. Very poor. Yeah. Um, Baza says, anybody seen the advertiser about the guy who came down from the north of Scotland for the Huddersfield game? Got to meet all the players and the pennant afterwards. Yeah, that was Ryan Munro who came down from Scotland um, to taste the Rotherham victory. Um, <laughs> he's not going to be there at the weekend, I assume. So if we lose against Hull, entirely his fault. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> That's so much put on the poor lad's shoulders. Good grief. Look, we all know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you don't have to say it out loud. <laughs> no. You know, but then if it comes again later in the season and we win again, then it really would then be his fault. So, Yeah, nice. Well, I'm glad they had a good time. I'm glad the club showed him a, a, a good time. Um, it's nice to have random fans around the world that support this, this, this brilliant club. Um, he also managed to get Kelly's goal on camera for his little um, mm. vlog montage thing he's done as well. Yeah, so we said Woody will come back in. Make Danny mentioned Woody coming back in. Grant Hall is okay apparently. Matt, uh, Matt Taylor said he had a car strain, but he is okay for the weekend. Extra days rest has probably helped with that. Um, then that begs the question, mate, because if Grant Hall is playing, he's going to get picked, or, or, or the evidence shows that he's going to get picked. Woody's, Woody was rested specifically to play this game because that's that's sort of how it works. Cameron Humphreys had a really good game. Wes had a mostly good game. I, I can't think of anything he did wrong. So you've got four defenders trying to fit into a three-man defence. Where what do you take from that? Uh, I, I take it. I take from I that. It's a difficult decision. Yeah, you know exactly what I'm going to do. 
there's, there's, no, there's no question about that. Um, it's not a difficult decision for me by any stretch of imagination. If you, you start as you finished, because that is our strongest back three for me, in my view. Uh, that's that's only my opinion, obviously, and it's worth absolutely zilch. Um, but uh, but yeah, give it if if he has got a calf strain, if Grant Hall has got a calf strain, it, 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 we, we, there's no need to risk it. Mm. There's absolutely no need to risk it. So With games we've got coming up as well. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I personally think we should be starting with the three that we finished with on uh, on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Gilmore gives an alternative view. He thinks Harding uh, should be given a rest. He's played yeah. an incredible amount of minutes, where's Danny? An incredible amount of minutes. Um, that could be something, Danny. That, so that something Matt Taylor, he seems more on the cautious side than the previous management. They would play Woody through these games. They would just sort of force him through a little bit, whereas Matt Taylor's already resting Woody when Woody could probably play. So I think if there is an issue with Harding, I think he will come out, won't he? Yeah, I think so. I actually can't see... Um... Grant Hall starting because there is a calf strain issue yeah. lingering. Like I know he said he's, he's all right for the game, um, but Matt Taylor's already put on record that there's no point in risking players mm-hmm. at this point. So if he had a little niggle in his calf, you wouldn't start him when we're playing Tuesday, Saturday over and over again. Yeah, really. um, so yeah, I, I can see Humphreys, Woods and Harding in that back three. Um and yeah, I think that'll be the system. I think Hall will come into it to shore up the defence later in the game. Mm. I can see that definitely happening. Um, probably even come on for Harding when we need a bit more. Not not to knock Wes because he is a very experienced player, but when you need that little bit of a bit, bit more of an older head at the back, you know, and, and then to have Richard Wood and Grant Hall, it's like having two Richard Woods on the pitch. So. Yeah, I can see that still happening at some point, unless Harding has an absolutely blinding game and plays the full ninety. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's no there's no point in risking Hall. Um, so I, I think he'll be on the bench and it'll be Harding keeping his starting position. Mm. Uh, Will thought Brooknorton Cuffey was off it on on Tuesday. Yeah, we didn't see too much of him, but Shelley points out he had his work cut out with Fossu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. He's going to have games like that. He's eight, yeah, again. He's an 18-year-old kid. He's got an incredible amount to learn um, playing against fast players. Against Middlesbrough, he struggled against Middlesbrough with um, the guy's name now, but that, that full-back who was very, very quick. Mm. Oh, it kept him quiet. He didn't struggle, did he? But it just keeps him quiet. It keeps yeah. his attacking side quiet, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does, absolutely. But that uh, just shows he's doing his defensive work really well. Yeah, well, uh, well, precisely that. That's exactly what I was going to say there. Yeah. You know, it just shows the maturity of him that he understands that his primary role is to defend. Mm. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Giles is right. Will says Giles, that's right. Jones won on the other side, won't he? Mm. Jones, Isaacs, can't remember now. Anyway, plays Middlesbrough. He's a right wing back. Um, predictions. Uh, I think we've gone through starting 11 predictions, I think. We've, we've covered it, I think. Um, Danny, you got it right last time, so I'll, I'll allow you first dibs. Oh, brilliant. Um, <laughs> hmm. Well, I'm going to purely base this on uh, <laughs> a tweet that I found today about there's this one guy who's been away for five nights from the UK and Liz Truss become Prime Minister. The Queen's died. <laughs> um, 
what else happened? Um, some uh, something else happened, uh, and then Liz Truss <laughs> was <laughs> resigned as prime minister. So the fifth one is obviously going to be a Tommy Zaptrick. Like obviously, I know he said let's not be silly and be realistic, <laughs> but never know with football. So I'm going to go for a tidy three-one win. Three-one win. Well, we won four the last time Steve Martin refereed us, so you never know. Mick, mm-hmm. um, I'm not. I can't. Victor being on the the run of form he's on at the moment, and if 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 uh, if Matt Taylor starts with the, the team that I, the, the back three that I suggest, I'll, I'll text him and let him know. Um, then, then yeah, I'll, I'll go three nil. I can't see us. Keep, <laughs> I can't see us keeping. A, I can't see it, see us conceding at the moment. The way Victor's performing, and also the difficulties that Hull have been having. I, 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 I might be wrong, obviously, but yeah. And I think I think Tom Eaves will will uh, be wanted to. Um, yeah, definitely. Show them what they're missing out on. So yeah, I, I'm going to go three 0 I'm going to be positive, but not quite as positive. I will go two one towards. Uh, sorry, mate. Um, yeah. <laughs> Simpson says two 0 Jamie's gone more positive. He says four 0 Reese Kellick, same as you, Danny. Uh, Eve Z says all three will be in front of the Hull end. John C says three 0 Nicholas Skidmore says two one. This is definitely a sign of how well we're doing. These predictions, you know, two years yeah. ago. We weren't getting these type of predictions, were we? No, we weren't, no. <laughs> Nobody was saying we're going to win 4 0 two years ago. Um, <laughs> understandably, because we didn't. Um, there we go. Anything else you want to cover from either game, to be honest with you? We're just about done, I think. We've got the Tobias prediction. Oh, Tobias. Tobias is with his apologies, Tobias. 1 0. He says, Tobias, Paul Banfield says 1 1. Kim Hillwood says 2 1. 2 1. Andrew Kelly says 2 0. I won't Nicholas Skidmore. Um, Solid. Loving it. Cool. Right. Thank you, everybody, for participating and being with us. It's been a pleasure. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Danny's Match Day Vlog for Stoke is up, um, so you can watch that and relive Danny Danny's nerves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you get the Victor celebration at the end on as well? Um, no, I was too busy celebrating with him. That's on Twitter right now. So that's all over on Twitter. Right so if you haven't seen it already, go on Twitter and see how much it meant to Victor, his, his performance, that release. I can only imagine the release at the end of a game. You know, when you perform like that and the full-time whistle goes, it's just a release. I don't know how much it is for a fan. and We obviously don't put in an incredible performance, obviously. Although hats off to the fans that went, because that's all you could hear on telly were the Rotham fans. They were brilliant. Yeah. So well done to all the millers that went there. Um, if you want to know that you're... one idiot is who keeps shouting Red Army and then kicks off everybody else, yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would hope that you've, uh, you've you started to learn the RUFC's new Victor song as well. Then to the uh, <laughs> Troop, Abba Super Trooper tune, it's uh, it's a it's a banger. I'm <laughs> getting I, there. I'd that on Saturday. You <laughs> people up in North Stand there. <laughs> Uh, if you're not subscribed to the audio, please do on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're getting your audio podcast from, please do subscribe on there. We will be back on for the post-match, the instant reaction will be on YouTube Saturday evening sometime. Um, and then we'll be back Sunday evening for the full review of the, the whole game. As And then we look ahead to the Coventry game. All been well with the Coventry game, with the issues they're having with the stadium. Everything, should, everything looks like it's going to go ahead with that game. But obviously, if we'll keep an eye on that, should anything change. Mick? 
thank you for being with us tonight. It's been a pleasure. You're very welcome. No, you're very, very welcome. Danny, glad to have you with us as well. Thank you very, thank you very much, mate. Yep, always a pleasure. Just remember, everybody, one shot is all it takes. <laughs> thank you, everybody. We'll see you soon. Hi. Ravel, vicious, brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 